0: Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is one radionetworkcom <laughs> I always get like this when Tom Luongo's coming on. I have to, I should probably do coffee. I don't even drink coffee anymore because he's like on 100 miles an hour and Patrick's at 40. You know, what can I tell you? But that's what's fun about Tom Luongo. Gold, goats, and gun is his, guns is his place. And I think he was like I had a little Nostradamus kind of moment when he even titled that his website and blogs because gold goats and guns is probably something you want to you want to think about he's a good guy and he's on now if you care to join us 888 663 6386 email Patrick at one radio networkcom it is a little afternoon central on the 26th or so of April Tom uh, is a blogger and a researcher and uh mathematician kind of guy and he teaches you how to do charts for 12 bucks a month you could join his patreon thing like i do and you could actually learn how to do charts and if you have some extra dollars that are not under your mattress you could maybe invest them and see if you can uh, make some money that's a good idea right tom you can do that and see if you can make some money i mean yeah
1: you know, making money is not a terrible idea. I mean, the, <laughs> it's not the worst idea anybody's ever had. Really, what you're doing at a time like this, Patrick, more than anything else, is you're trying to preserve, preserve wealth. You're trying to Preserve the per- wealth, purchasing power, and that's where that's where the ethos really comes from. That's yeah. what the whole purpose of of the way I, I've structured the portfolio and the ethos of Gold, Ghosts, and Guns is around that idea.
0: Well, what if we would just oh. do everything in cash, put it under the mattress, and the worst that's going to happen is we're losing. What, 10% of inflation and that's not terrible <laughs> that's not good
1: you know, no no it's, it's only a recipe to lose all your money and you know right. all your money in six years right yeah, ex- um exactly no, let's let's you <laughs> know how about we uh, or half your money in six years right 7.2 years actually um yeah and uh like no how about we um how about we do something better than that which we can you know we can put that money to to work properly by saving it um in the proper forms that are not going to lose their value versus the dollar um and obviously that's where gold comes in it's obviously also in my from my perspective where bitcoin comes in yeah, yeah. um yeah. and to a lesser extent silver and and in, in this conti- in this particular marketplace in this particular set of scenarios really j- commodities in general um uh y- if you had you know just bought, moved your money out of the nasdaq um, and any foreign stocks you might have had, you know, coming out of the Corona apocalypse and just put your money into, you know, or right after the Nasdaq finally peaked after the, the first wave of funny money, uh-huh. you know, QE hit the market. So you just said, OK, you know, this is looking a little frothy to me. I'm I'm going to like, you know, switch over. If you've done one big, broad trade and moved out of QQQ, the Nasdaq 100 ETF and moved into, you know, something like GSG, which is a generalized commodity uh, ETF. You'd be killing it right now. You wouldn't even have to do anything like hard. Like, it's, this, this, this is, you know, like I think I'm going to get out of tech stocks and go into base commodities and pharma. Right, right. Seems like a good idea. Like, you know, it's it's not a and this is not an investment thesis. that's actually really difficult to, you know, talk yourself into or out of. It's actually really quite simple. Like we live in a world awash with debt. Debt is massively overvalued. Tangible assets, real things
2: hmm.
1: are undervalued. What's the first rule of contrarian investing? Buy that which no, nobody wants and sell that which everybody has. Hmm. Well, wait, what, that's, what's the, that that that's how you make money in the markets. That's, yeah. yeah. that's where you're looking for the next bull market. You're not looking to ride the current bull market. You're always looking to find the next bull market and, and you, then just you know let timing be for the gods.
0: And do you think that if we just pay attention and kind of listen to a few people, maybe like you and some others, that we can see what the… Stuff that's going to go up pretty easily. Where we're
1: going, right? You know, well, that's that. Obviously, that's, you know, that's, that's you the do. Basis of my business. That's what I'm doing. Right. But I, I'm doing this not from a, you know. And it's funny. I mean, everybody has a, everybody has an angle on this. And you know, you can argue, you know, who is and who isn't a grifter in this business, and blah <laughs> blah, blah blah. And I'm that's serious. Like the whole business is, is you know, the whole newsletter financial newsletter business is nothing but one big grift. I work for Newsmax as well, and hmm. it's just, you know, it's a, a you know. The the what I know when I first got into this, and I got into this when I you know 2013 when Newsmax called me and asked me if I wanted to take over their gold, um, their gold losing news, uh, newsletter, and I looked at the industry in general. And I, at the time, I was like, "Dude, I just need a job, right?" <laughs> Thank you, I need a job. I'll take the job. But you know, as I got into this and I started to really think about what the you know what we're trying to do, and I looked at the industry as a whole, and I said. You know, this industry is all about copywriting and, f- and fear porn. And, you know, while I'm really good at writing fear porn. It's easy. Hmm. Fear porn in this yeah. environment is easy to write. The better thing to do is not to give a man a fish, but to teach a man to fish. Right. You, te- you give a man a fish he eats for a day. You teach a man the fish he eats for a lifetime. So you teach people how to evaluate stocks you teach people how to evaluate political um, situations you teach people where good information is or how to parse information
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you'll teach them how to fish Mm -hmm. and then they're going to come to you with hey why isn't this in the portfolio which is what i get all the time i say, well because i don't want the portfolio to be 95 stocks what 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 good is that i'm not i'm already running you know i already have what maybe 18 or 20 Recommendations in the portfolio isn't that enough? But what's in the portfolio are metaphors, right? I don't have every good gold company out there that has a great balance sheet or you know low uh, all-in sustaining cash costs or mm-hmm. you know great deposits or anything else or even good management. What I have is a couple which fit that model, and then like you can go, oh, so he likes stocks like this. Well, if I go find four other stocks like this, I can then hedge my risk against you sure. know yeah. one of them underperforming, and I can buy all five of them. The market may like this one better than the one that Tom's recommending, but you know now how to evaluate a good gold company. I you see. know how to evaluate thereby, then you also know how to do silver companies, platinum companies, copper companies, and everything else because the rules for investing in that type of company in mineral extraction are all the same. Mm-hmm. Energy input costs, COGS. And, and you know, as a Patreon what's their financing guy. What's look like? Whether or not they bought debt or sold equity. Like, those are all basic things.
0: As a so, Patreon guy, I get to see your pro- portfolio. You don't mind that, right? I mean, that's, that's cool to show people what you're putting your money in, right?
1: Right. Well, right? I mean, the thing is that the portfolio, let's, let's be honest here, Patrick. I don't invest.
0: You don't? You, yeah, I don't. I no, don't your own, portfolio I don't own, says own, you got own, so much in there.
1: I don't. I don't own. I own maybe. I, I own a couple of piddly stocks. I don't. I actually got out of the entire stock market gig mm-hmm. during Lehman Brothers. I pulled all my money out. I just put it all in physical gold and Bitcoin. and just like walked away. Wow. And wow!
2: Hmm.
1: And because I just literally because back then I really did think that the whole financial <laughs> system gonna- was going to collapse. And you know, for the most part, I was right, other than the fact that you know the central banks had one more kick at the can to reflate the failing bubble. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not hurting or anything. I'm not going to lie. But I found that the longer I got into this business of writing in this industry, one of the ways I could protect myself away f- from being thought of as some guy pumping his own book is very simple. I don't own any of these stocks. I just don't. And I found that as an, as, a, as an analyst, as a person, I, I'm a terrible stock trader. I can tell you how to position yourself, but I can't actually do it. Like, it's a really weird thing about, you know, there are people in this world who are traders and there are people in this world who are analysts. There are people who can separate their emotions from their analysis and, then, and their actions, and there are people who cannot. I am one of those people who cannot, okay, if I have my money on the table. So I'm the world's worst trader even though I can I can make people and I have seen I've gotten emails from dozens of patrons are like dude you've made me so much money i don't know what to do with it all i'm like well you're you can you're glad you're you're free to make an extra donation like you can you know you can, <laughs> you can you can you can you can pledge more than 12 bucks a month over patreon i just you know that's the minimum to get the newsletter <laughs> you do what you want dude i don't care I, i'm dead serious i mean but i'm like oh you know, you know what to do with it like well, hey, i mean I, 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 I you know i take donations on paypal it's not tough right but i can't do it personally and i've tried believe me i've tried and i've and I don't have the right personality for it. And then I just found that over the course of time, it's just better that I don't.
0: But I, I so am confused, I though. Help me out here. Because you do show a portfolio with so much money that right. you owe.
1: What I'm saying is uh, what I've done. You're not really the in the big like, time. The model portfolio saying it. These are, th- this is the way I think you should ask. Allocate. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. It's an asset allocation strategy. You, you, you're a late patron in issue one of the newsletter. I actually go over the entire ah, strategy. So if you go and read the original issue of the newsletter, um, which was in your welcome email, by the way, and the li- link directly.
0: To I don't read stuff. Um, you know that
1: time. I don't, I, read- I, you know, I'm just, I'm like just giving you the thing here and <laughs> it goes over the entire portfolio strategy and what it means. And so, you know, I when see. you're looking at our, our portfolio, it gives you you know uh an idea of you know what you should be how you should how you you should do it yeah cool how you should allocate your money and um you know and then we do some we have to start really thinking about portfolio rebalancing now that we've you know we've hit the jackpot on like a number of Positions there, and I'm not really here to. I don't necessarily want to talk my 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 portfolio. That's not what that's not what I'm here for. No, like, if you like what I have to say, you know, go and become a patron. Go and become a patron. Do the sure. thing. Like, but the goal is to is to separate the wheat from the chaff always. And by doing that, I do a number of things, it allows me one to say, look, I'm not invested in these stocks, so I'm not talking my book.
0: I mean. Talking, talking your book my, is where people day. do. They have a book and then they tell everybody. They
1: have a book of they have a book of investments. So well, I think this is a great company. You should buy that company. i you know sure. secretly he owns you know fifty thousand shares of it. So he's trying to pump it and you know pump it and up. This is like that's the whole that's the whole you know gold Rifty microcap.
2: Thing.
1: Yeah. I, I just have, I have so little respect for that. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 off the charts how little respect I have for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I realized very early on was that look I you know, I'm not talking my book. And I am talking my reputation, but that's what I've got. I I live on my reputation. Um, And uh, because of that, uh, I don't have to – I'm not beholden to anybody, and it keeps me free to, oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. call everybody else out when they're talking their book, which I'm not shy about doing because I
0: don't care. Why are you so – I get this question a lot. Why are you so certain that Bitcoin is – is 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 solid i mean i'm saying it's going to go up but you know but why are you so certain that it's not going to go away because i
1: believe in math okay i just i believe in math Mm -hmm. i mean i don't i you know i'm not not one of these people who believes that you know two plus two is a fungible answer (laughs) it's not it's four boys are boys girls are girls and two plus two equals four and if you understand the mathematics behind the um behind the encryption Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is safe. Hmm. If you understand the math, you understand Bitcoin is safe, and it's real because it because as a commodity, because it is a commodity. Okay, this happens to be a digital commodity. There's nothing wrong with the the commodities exist in the can exist in quote unquote can be digital. I don't see why they can't be. The whole Bitcoin blockchain could be written down on a piece of paper. Hmm. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to do that. It's dumb, but you could do it. You could recreate the whole thing if you had written every freaking thing down, every account number, every transaction, every UTXO all every bit of it can all be printed out wow. and put in a file somewhere. And then you could recreate it by putting it back into a text file painstakingly and you would recreate the whole thing. FYI, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not saying it's a good idea, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. What's, what's understanding is that um. Digital things can represent real-world assets or real-world work. Like dollars. Right? Like, (laughs) well, no, it's even more, well, yeah, like like dollars. Eh, eh, (laughs) Much lesser than dollars. Yeah. The the difference between Bitcoin and gold, for Mm -hmm. example, they're both tokenized human work. Made up. This is worth something. No, they're just, they're both tokenized human work. In gold's case, you dig it up out of the ground, you use some energy, but if it, it, the people, there are people, and I have comments, I have commenters who believe that, you know, currencies are nothing but a proxy for energy. I disagree with that statement. I think they are. I think energy is an important component to the tokenization process that creates a commodity, which therefore can there, then therefore acquire monetary character and we will think of it as money. Absolutely. Okay. But it takes the human ingenuity and the human creativity And and the imputation of human uh, value systems and impose that on the commodity to then turn that energy into something worthwhile, Mm -hmm. something that we value. There are plenty of things that we spend hours and years of our lives doing that impute no real value. And we spend real energy on it. And are are those costs all proportional? No, they're not. Those are all some of those costs. The, the value of those of that previous work goes to zero. It gets you know gets arbitraged out over the course of time. It gets it gets obsolescent. You know whatever the technology is, it's you know there's whatever sitting in your garage or your outbuilding or whatever you've forded and you've got all this crap that at one point used to be worth something. You spent money on. Now it's not worth anything. Like you know mm-hmm. you like it, the. the value is in the eye of the beholder and it's far more it's far more powerful and the the concept of of money as a token is, uh, of tokenized energy is far more complicated than that I prefer to think of this hot tokenized human ingenuity and human labor certainly but it is a kind of weird alchemical admixture of those because you can't do one without the other you can't you can't apply in today's world you can't apply human um, ingenuity without applying energy I mean you can apply your You can apply your personal energy, but you know how much gold you're digging out of the ground with a shovel and a pan. Yeah, not a lot. (laughs) Uh, As a matter of fact, not any you can actually recover. Not without you know sodium cyanide and and even with a good property, you still need to get like sodium cyanide to pull pull the the amount of gold that you would find in the ground out, and then you got to do something with it. You got to purify it. It's all sorts of stuff that you have to do. So, Bitcoin, but Bitcoin does the same thing. It turns energy directly turns energy and human work because someone had to build those ant miners. Somebody had to build the power plant. Somebody had to build you know had to pour the concrete and dr- and build the roads and you know and grow the rubber trees for the tires and bob and the brake pads and all the stuff that goes and the food necessary to keep the pay the it guys were keeping the network up and running
0: and bubble and, and, to keep, all and to keep them cool keep them
2: cool
1: and to keep and, and the air conditioners and the copper to keep right. them cool and mm-hmm. the freon or whatever it is that we're sure. using the pure on it we're energy. using now lots yeah. of well, energy all sure. of that stuff but it's not just energy. There are lots of real commodities that went into. There's lots of human time and human opportunity costs that went into the creation of Bitcoin. Because you could mine anything else you want, you could use that electricity to do other things. We normally just send it to the ground. Yeah. Right. Because yep. thirty percent of all the energy that we the electricity we actually produce goes to the ground in order to keep the uh, the open pipes pressurized.
0: I think more than that, but they call it. They call it. What's the term they use? Something. uh, voltage but it's it's there in the ground it's in
1: yeah no we you know we, what do they call it stray we, voltage? the best estimates are around just the best estimates are around 30 percent here's the best part yeah for all the amount for all because you know we know how much we generate <laughs> and we know how much we consume and we can do math
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you can argue about you can argue about the math some of that math being fungible sure some of the inputs into those two numbers sure are they all accurate okay to within you know some degree of some degree of accuracy But let's go with a round number like 30%. Is the number 31.5% or is the number 28.7%? Who gives a shit? It's around 30. (laughs) Because we know how much the because we know the energy companies for the most part aren't lying about how much they produce and how much they and how much they're they're sending out to people. The rest of it goes to the ground. Bitcoin uses one quarter of one percent of that 30% that we send into the ground.
0: One quarter of one percent of of what we do. Of the
1: thirty percent that we send into the ground. Wow. Bitcoin's actually recovering. a quarter of a percent of the energy we're already wasting in order for you to charge your iPhone to complain about capitalism.
0: <laughs> but it's or causing global it's, warming, though, you know, Bitcoin's that find
1: so unbelievably expensive. I mean, Janet Yellen uses more energy <laughs> complaining about Bitcoin. Every time she stands up and screams about it, well, uh, she doesn't scream because, you know, whatever a little troll that she is Uh, or all of them, like all of the histrionics that have been that have been generated about Bitcoin and the infrastructure necessary to sustain the histrionics on Twitter and Mm -hmm. coming out of the World Economic Forum and everything else about how terrible Bitcoin is for the environment. They've spent more energy than Bitcoin
0: uses. Wow. Yeah. Doing that. It's a good point. It's, it's ridiculous. It's an interesting point.
1: So yeah. You have to really think about all the things that went into the cost of that. Uh, yeah. Of, you know, of those. Hmm. Those video networks and the bandwidth and the this and the all the stuff and the sustaining these people who are screaming, are screeching at the top of their lungs every day on their freaking iPhones—it just drives me up the wall. <laughs> <Like> it's dumb. <laughs> Bitcoin's really simple. You produce a little electricity. You've got some chips. Those are the amp miners. Those are cogs. You know exactly what they are. You know, like and they and they make eight percent. They're a utility company. I mean, they're literally a gold miner. When when certainly when Bitcoin's trading at thirty eight thousand a piece, when Bitcoin's not going through a massive up up wave. The miners don't make a lot of money, dude. Co- you know, competition's real. Like, the, 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 the difficulty of the network um, goes up and down with the amount of hashing power thrown at the network. So, o- o- always over time, all the profit, and like, just like anything else in the free market, all profit opportunity will be destroyed through arbitrage. Until the point where we get to the cost of generation. And I I love like the bad Austrian economists like Peter Schiff and Mike Shedlock and others who have come out and said Bitcoin's stupid and said, well, what happens when Bitcoin drops to 10 grand and all the miners go broke? I'm like, no, the miners don't go broke. What happens is a lot of miners get out of it, go mine mine other things or go get real jobs and the difficulty falls. And then there are X number of guys out there mining a $10,000 a coin. And they'll do it. The, the network, just like any other industry, what happens when we when we produce too much gold and the price of gold drops to thirteen hundred bucks and everybody's cost to two thousand? Guess what? Miners go out of business. People go out and get real jobs, jobs that we don't need. Same thing, thing jobs with jobs we same need things, as opposed to jobs we don't need. Same things with right? oil, it's, right?
0: Same thing with oil. Same
1: thing with oil. Same thing with timber. Same thing with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. same thing with daytime hookers. It doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. <laughs> I'm glad it's you threw that one every, in It's just basic every day what happens during booms and bust cycles. Yeah. Like, and it's just dumb. And I'm like, I'm sitting there arguing with these people. Like, certainly, I used to I might argue with Mike Shetlock on Twitter in this public. And I'm like, Mike, you're just being dumb. Like, I thought you were an Austrian. <laughs> like, oh, Okay. No, that's I am sorry. You know what you actually are is a scared boomer. Got it? Never mind. Okay. We'll go. We'll move on.
0: We're talking with Tom Lamango. If you'd like to join us, triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six.
1: Sorry E-ma- about the daytime. No, no, right no, that's I okay. Have, yeah. I can't
0: help it. That's a email Patrick at one Radio <laughs> com. So, so let's let's kind of uh, uh, delicately transfer over to a big big question here. So, if we look at the supply chain thing and the inflation and the mm. dollar, just everything, these. People, Davos crowd that are controlling Biden and controlling stuff. What do you think sure. their vision, in your opinion, Tom Luongo, is for this United States? What do you think? Their, oh,
1: it's liquidation. What do you think their the
0: vision United is? The United
1: States is liquidation.
0: Liquidation, meaning what do they want? Um, do they want to liquidate with Patrick Hans? They want everything has?
1: good and decent about the United States to be destroyed. All that wealth transferred back over to Europe. Oh, good. The country to be split and and divided culturally, economically, socially. Everything politically everything just dis- destroy it as much as humanly possible we have to destroy look these people are communists yes. and i'm sorry for all the lefties in the audience who think that they're they're socialists they're not they're you're, you're commies and you need to get over yourself and you need to- i know you think that that's a cool thing but no Che guevara really was a butcher and so was stalin and they weren't and they were commies they weren't socialists they were commies um that these people are just commies and so they hate individual sovereignty hmm. they hate individual liberty, they hate um, the concept of human beings being anything other than a virus to be farmed for their purposes. That is what you're facing. So, of course, they want to destroy the United States. And you'll note also this. This is something that bothers me to no end. And I talk about it a lot. And it really annoys people because, well, it's the truth. And the truth is the following. Europe is the heart of most of this evil in the world. Europe is not our, you know, they're not insouciant and wise and better than us. They're not more enlightened because they've more embraced these these egalitarian ideas of of open borders and free movements of people and all this nonsense. They're not. They're really just freeloaders who've been living off the United States for years. But they want their colonies back and they always have wanted their colonies back. The, the the crown is still angry with us for declaring independence in 1776. Oh, Don't anybody kid you. <laughs> okay, same thing with the same thing, and the, like, and you know, the, the, all the old internet scene, uh, and racist, you know, racist tendencies with within all of old Europe are still there. Hmm. I say this as an Italian. Okay, I say this is a second generation Italian whose family has tried to escape that stuff and you know successfully escaped on both sides of my family going back to 100 years ago 120 years ago in order to you know settle in a new life and came here and rejected old europe right how many of us were europeans whose whose families were european and they came here and what's the first thing they did i don't know i don't know what my family did nobody of none of my 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 aunts and uncles who were all first generation italian immigrants none of them could speak italian their parents my grandparents, who I never met, because they worked themselves to death, you know, in their fifth and died in their fifties, um, to give their eleven children a better life. Mm, yes. um, they could barely speak English, but it was the rule in their house. We are Americans now. We are talking? You will speak English at the table. You're going to become an American, and that's that. And we reject. We reject Europe. We reject the old the the old country. Period. We're 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 their guests now. Act like it. Mm. And. I really do believe that there's a great number of people um, that don't believe that. Um, and um, it's become very clear to me when I use the phrase, the Davos crowd, I'm being very not specific per se, but I'm being I, I, it's to encapsulate this entire idea that America is just, you know, the bastard child of insouciant wise Europeans. And we need to take our, we need to take our colonies back. And I'm like, no, no, there is no U S European consensus. Just like there's no Judeo Christian um, tradition. Like there's a fundamental split between uh, Judaism and Christianity. There's this, there's some guy you might've heard of him just saying, right? (laughs) Like they don't like each other. So the idea that this like Judeo Christian is somehow an antipode to something else in this world is nonsense. It was created at a whole cloth in the 1950s here in the United States in order to, in, in order to, you know, subsume, um in order to, to, to in order to get american christians to support jewish ideas and jewish expansionism in to the middle east and to, and to seed israel this is what and to give israel legitimacy i'm not i'm not going to go any farther than that but it's the same thing with this whole idea of u.s european culture there is no u.s european culture there's america which firmly said in 1776 we don't want to be a part of europe anymore we don't believe in the divine right of kings. We don't believe in these outmoded concepts of government. Individual sovereignty, individual liberty, we the people enshrine this constitution in order to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. to delegate these powers to our government. But we remain sovereign above them. Yes, sir. The Ninth and Tenth Amendments, which all of these European shags keep wanting to tell us don't matter. Guess what? They matter. They matter to people who matter. Me, you and everybody else listening (laughs) to my voice. And this is the situation that we have to get back to reminding ourselves that we're not we may come from European stock, but we come from the stock of Europeans who rejected Europe and look at the European Union and take a good look at it and tell me that it's functionally any really different than the USSR. I'll leave that one hanging out there for a couple of yeah, seconds. Yeah. I'm dead serious when I say this: hmm. the ultimate technocratic state, previous to the EU, was the USSR. Five-year plans. Okay, um, an unelected technocratic bureaucracy, a politburo for lack of a better term. What do you think? The, do you think the EU Commission isn't the isn't the politburo? Wow. Is hmm. it how much different is it from the CCP or the old? The, the CCP today, or the old USSR Politburo, how different is it really? Hmm. Were, were they elected? Do they have term limits? <laughs> like, you know, do the people have rights or does the government have all the rights?
2: Hmm. hmm. Maybe
1: you should ask yourself that question because they don't have freedom of speech in Europe. They don't have got. Gu- they don't have freedom to own guns. They don't have free. They don't have castle doctrine or stand your ground or anything else. They're not us. Like, I'm making this point this morning very empath and purposefully, because it's never made anymore. Okay? And it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense, because we are, and look, this is not to say that when we we put this into the context of the war against Russia that we're fighting via Ukrainian proxies right now, that we and the Europeans aren't at fault here. Mm -hmm. We're the ones who stoked this war no no doubt in my mind sure. Davos wants it for their particular purposes the U- u.s uh, neocons and neoliberals in the state department and the national want- security council and everywhere else they want this war for their particular reasons by the way those those reasons are not the same they have completely different agendas but they love the idea of working with each other from a from a from a military position on one side political power position on another and, economic power from another in order to try and force subjugation onto the the Russians, and the Chinese and the rest of what is known as the global south. India, Iran, Middle East, right. Brazil. Right. OK, that is the gig. And we all have sins that need to be expiated here. But the European Union runs around and they have these apologists all throughout um, all throughout, quote unquote, dissident English speaking media. And I'll name names Pepe Escobar, Caitlin Johnston, to a lesser extent Scott Ritter, and all these other people that you will hear, they all make the same argument. Dmitry Orlov. They all make the same argument. The United States is evil. Europe is a victim.
0: Excuse me? Really? Okay. And they these people I I don't buy that. no, No, I understand. And these people, I've not seen them do anything other than continuing to make it worse there with Russia yeah. and you, right? Nothing. Everything Nothing. they do. Everything they do. What and what? Uh, what is their end game? What? What, do, what, what, do, what is
1: their end game? It's World War Three is their end game?
0: Oh, come on, really?
1: Oh no, I'm that serious. Like they, they look. They, they, Keynesianism has failed. All the promises of all these socialist systems have right. failed. All these defined benefit system um, uh, um, um, pensions, yeah. and, and all of the social safety net stuff, and all this stuff. It's all just been paid for with debt that you owe. And then what are they going to do? They're going to destroy everything. And then when the debt becomes unpayable because everybody's been destroyed, everybody's lives have been destroyed, they- and you're all desperate and like trying to figure out how you're going to find your next meal, you're well. They'll say, "Well, you know, wow. we will forgive all your debt, but you have to accept the perfect su- surveillance state and this funny money that we just, you know, printed up digitally out of thin air. That doesn't. It's not backed by anything, otherwise known as a central bank digital currency. That's you're not gonna going to be able to do anything. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. trade-off for the debt, for for uh, for debt jubilee and debt forgiveness will be you accepting these terms of service that look 10 times worse than anything that Facebook could have ever written
0: could you imagine so so you're thinking in the idea if you take one of these central bank digital currencies and you're going to be in a bigger swamp than we're in today paying taxes and all that stuff
1: without a doubt they the the like they look they unmoored us from gold directly after world war one right Right. they tried to go back on a gold the international gold standard after world War one the Brits, very dumbly and i think on purpose re-pegged the pound back to twenty dollars to the pound mm-hmm. even though they had printed up uh, you know 150 or 100 you know whatever it is, you know, uh, an ounce to 20, 20 pounds of the ounce or whatever it was right the the Brits tried to go back to the old peg even though they had printed so much money to fight world war one that the number of pounds in existence were far in excess of whatever that number was and the ratio should have been the, the exchange rate should have been, you know, five times that, ten times that, some number. I don't know the number off the top of my head. It doesn't matter. Coming into World War II, and then we have a sovereign debt crisis in Europe, and um, we have a, the extended Great Depression after the money-printing um, uh, 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 craziness of the 1920s in order to try and s- stop the the sovereign debt default of Europe, because that's what we did. We engaged in the first versions of QE back then. Um, guess what? Eventually, what did FDR have to do? He had to close the banks, re. And, and revalue the dollar, go through a self-hyper inflation here in the United States where the dollar was remarked down from $20.67 an ounce to $35 an ounce. Mm-hmm. Then we have World War II, where everybody spends themselves in the debtor's prison. The debt-to-GDP ratio in the United States balloons to 267% of GDP, right? And yet somehow, after Bretton Woods, we're going to go back to what? The same thing we did that Britain did after World War I, go back to $35 an ounce, even though we couldn't really— support that and then no one in their right mind believe, believe that the united states was going to be able to hold the breton woods the french then undermined it it all fell apart but well, then we got more from gold in 1971 and we we turned it into debt based on your labor as a as a as a as an as an interest payment against your future labor that system now you now need to issue what twenty seven, thirty dollars worth of debt issued to get one one dollar worth of GDP. Like that's never. Like, how are you gonna How are you gonna make twenty seven times your money on a dollar? How are you gonna turn a dollar into twenty seven? Anybody thinking about investing out there? I don't know what you. I don't know what you think, but even with the S and P five hundred, you know, compounded rates of thirteen percent a year, do the math. How long is going to take you to get a twenty seven bagger. It's a little bit longer than, you know, three lifetimes. Nice. Have a nice day. So we're done with that? Good. We're, so that's where we are today. But that system's failing. So they got to replace, the, they got to do one. Get rid of the debt. Yeah.
2: They
1: gotta get rid of the debt. Unmoor the money even further from debt. Get it away from, and, and just have it be, just have it be unbacked, unmarked, unmoored script with no opportunity cost other than them pushing a button or collecting some taxes from you. Yeah. And you have all the burden, and they know everything you've done. So they're going to get what they want. 100% tax compliance. This is how they think in their mind, they're going to perfect the Soviet Union. You know, all those like all those little libs running around on campus on, on, on campuses in the United States. Well, oh, the real problem is we never did actually did real communism. You know what I mean? Now, this is a real problem here. Like, Oh, we're going to, you want to see what real communism looks like. <laughs> you ready for that? Go talk to Klaus Schwab and his banana, banana hammock because that's what's coming. Wow, huh? Your life will be, completely cataloged you will not be able to get out from underneath it you will you will exist you will exist in a state where everything you say will be monitored and if you think that the censorship on twitter before yesterday was bad just wait nothing you've ever seen like i i I, it's insane oh that that these people think somehow that 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 communism is cool like okay
0: oh so so so.
1: thank you i now know i now know know who i need to defend myself against
0: Okay, I, I, got, I got a great question, but I've got to do a commercial, okay? Can I do a commercial? All okay, we'll
1: right, do, we'll do it after the
0: commercial. <laughs> oh, my God. So there goes my whole Elon Musk and free Twitter thing, boy, down the window. Many people have said, and we concur, that the number one investment we should make is in our health. Here's George Wiseman.
3: Last caller, I'm sorry, I didn't remember his name, said an investment. Uh, and this is really the investment kind of thing that you need to do. Not my machine specifically. I, I think I sell the world's best machine and, and I do my best to maintain it and support the customers and everything. But regardless of who you get it from, you really should invest in your health. How are you you're gonna enjoy life if you if you haven't got health? How, how are you gonna fulfill that bucket list? If <laughs> So number one on the bucket list should be your health and then you, you get some extra years. I, I say this thing not only adds years to your life because the science is showing a 30 to 50% life extension so I'm expecting to go to the 120, 150 years old and I help a lot of people between now and then. But it also adds life to your years. There's no sense living in uh, your, your last decade of life if you're in a hospital bed on attached to machines. You know what I mean? Throwing a Frisbee and having fun.
0: It's so true, isn't it? Boy, if we don't feel good and have the energy to do what we need to do. I mean, what? The- I mean, you know what is the point? That's what we talk about here often when we don't do geopolitics and spiritual stuff and talk to folks like uh, Tom Luongo is help you to, you know, just stay away from doctors and just live as long as you can, but be able to play golf and you know milk your goats when you're 112, and that's one of our goals around here. This hydrogen aqua cure machine is very cool. We now have a 20% deal going on. Promo code. One radio promo code one radio 20% off. And this is a lifetime warranty and a one year no questions asked money back warranty. When's the last time they give you that? You can't even get that from a light bulb. Do you, have you noticed the light bulbs are lasting less and less and less? Those incandescents I mean, have you noticed that? Am I just dreaming? Anyway, use the Acro Hydrogen Machine promo code one radio 20% off. And this is the best uh, technology that I've played around with, and I've tried a lot of gadgets in my 50 years doing talk shows. It's really cool. Two and a half years, I breathe it every day, drink the water. It's a uh, very... Very, very powerful
4: stuff. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regeneration process to heal and restore their gut lining. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too.
0: Remember the great scene in the movie *The Graduate* where he whispered in Dustin Hoffman's ear, "I just have one word for you," he said, "plastics." So, if that movie is today, I I think the word is for me, content. You know, people eat movies like popcorn, and that's why I've just finished my second screenplay. The only reason I've Second one, the only reason I mention that, not because I'm bragging about my second screenplay, and we won a war with my first one, best screenwriting, best screenplay of the L.A. independent film thing for the screenplay about the president taking over the Federal Reserve, sending in the army, called The Real World of Money, that we're going to sell. But the only reason I mention is because I have my little colostrum here in a, in a smoothie with some chocolate and... Uh, You know, these are the kind of things I do. uh, Hydrogen, colostrum, these other superfoods. So I can uh, do my show, uh, you know, work 12, 15 hours a day on stuff that matters. And so I can, you know, move forward and make a living and support my grandkids. Or when I get married someday. After I mature a little bit. Check it out, colostrum on one radio (laughs) <laughs> you know, I just... You know. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Gold, goats, and guns, Tom Luongo, And I really recommend that you should just spend 12 bucks a month or more and become a Patreon, and you too can learn how to read charts and understand how uh, geopolitics is inextricably tied with the dollar and gold and stuff like that. So, um, do goats have colostrum? Yeah,
1: for the first seven days.
0: First seven days? Yeah. Do you drink it?
1: Yeah, every, everything. No, oh, I absolutely not. Stuff tastes like stuff tastes like ass.
0: No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't taste
1: good. Oh, it's 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 terrible. No, 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 we we only we, we because we actually raise them, and we have babies all the time. We keep a couple of. We keep you know we keep as much day one colostrum on ice as possible in case we have a kid who gets rejected. But or, you don't drink you it know, yourself, huh? bottle fed or whatever. No no, I, <laughs> no, no, we we only no after the milk is after the milk is actually drinkable. Then we drink it and we turn it into cheese and yogurt and all I the see. other things. So yeah, yeah I, yeah. I I don't I don't see any I, I did, no okay
0: no so so really horrible. you know word around the campfire is you don't become a musk or zuckerberg or bezos or unless you Mm -hmm. sell your soul to the devil and whatever sure right um so which elon musk did but of course he did but he's out there saying i mean he how is he going to backtrack on beginning to censor people with everything he's been saying about what he's going to do with twitter how could i mean people would they, they would they would burn him at the stake man no, nope. they already have well
1: yeah you don't think they're you don't think they're angry with him oh yeah or but started. i
0: mean if, if he would start censoring people it'd be game over wouldn't it for twitter
1: he's not got, well no, i think musk is buying twitter is like it, it could be one of the greatest distractions of all time it okay. doesn't really matter in the great in the grand scheme of things it's cool yeah it's if cool. he you know if he opens up the if he does everything he said he was going to do mm-hmm. then he's making twitter usable mm-hmm. if he takes it private and he's doing it to protect himself. You know, Whitney Webb had a, you know, her first, her first take I like on her. it was something yeah, like, her. Oh, look, another, another billionaire buying a media company to protect his to, to protect his uh, his old gotten gains or something like that. <laughs> I'm like,
0: Yeah, that's probably one aspect of this. <laughs> yeah, I never thought like, I'm about not going to
1: argue with no. you, Whitney, that that's not that's not part of the case here. Hmm. But, you know, I can also make another argument.
0: You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. With yeah, you, Jeff I never Bezos
1: know. Was Jeff Bezos needed to buy The Washington Post? To give the, the CIA cover to keep Amazon out of antitrust court.
0: Oh, ooh, see, yeah, that's a new one. Nah, that's good.
1: Why is that a new one? Why isn't well, that for like me, the first thing I mean, that would pop me, into it's... anybody's head when you see the biggest company in the world hmm. and the guy who runs it by the Washington Post, a known house organ for
0: the CIA? That's true. They are. Yeah, they have been for forever.
1: Right? Like they are the they are the premier house organ for the CIA. For the
0: CIA.
2: Mm.
1: So, whenever you see something like that, you mm. should ask yourself: Okay, so what deal did they have to make in order to? stop some other thing i mean we all live in this world now we live in this world now it's all the world economic forum all the time so everything is now oligarch control over everything no matter what you do everything now is the world economic forum yeah and look i'm the first guy to tell you i was the first guy davos 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 dude, watch out for the wef yada 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 all of this stuff right but i'm not so down that rabbit hole to believe that these people are all powerful OK, I'm not to believe I I, I I won't go down the rabbit hole to believe that they have control over everything or that it's one big club and we're not in it. That was true <laughs> at some point. We're like not. this is the old George Kerman line. It's that's a big that's club. That's what I mean. Yeah. We're we ain't ain't in it. it right? we ain't in it. Right. And we ain't in it. OK. And he was right. <laughs> sure. When he said that 25 years ago. He was right. Today, while you're watching the whole system break down. Do you really think the cartel is is going to hold it in place? And this is coming again from people who are supposed to be Austro libertarian, free thinking types, free market people who understand fundamentally that cartels are metastable, that they aren't stable systems, that everybody responds to personal the de- the desires, that the universe runs on the great admixture of matter, energy, and enlightened self interest, right? that's what the universe runs on and when someone's enlightened self-interest is no longer being served by the cartel what happens to the cartel it breaks or the cartel has to renegotiate with that member in order to keep the in the in the cartel has to decide what happens they either kick the guy out of the cartel pay him off whatever there's a, there'll be a civil war it doesn't matter if we're talking like mob clans or OPEC or Uh, or nfl ownership groups it doesn't matter it's all the same thing cartelization of any market is not going to survive in perpetuity it cannot davos is just another shitty cartel a bunch another bunch of freaking people who live in their own heads Mm -hmm. and who think they control the world Yeah, yeah it's that simple
2: yeah yeah
1: and you can when tell just by hearing plan, from listening to them, and right? when they yes. en- and then when they start down the path of enacting plans that are going to destroy the businesses of other members of the cartel, people are going to go, "Hey, I don't want to be a part of that anymore." Or what? what or or even better, like everybody assumes that all the central banks are one big cartel. Well, what if they're not? What if the people who stand behind each of the individual central banks have their own interests at heart? Mm-hmm. Is that really such a stretch? No. Or do you all just think they just drink adrenochrome all day long and are worried about the compromise that Jeffrey Epstein is in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book? That's a convenient story you can to fairy tell. You can tell yourself every night because you don't actually want to do the hard work of analyzing what people are actually doing. Mm. So this brings me now to Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. Elon Musk was made by s- stealing billions of dollars to build Tesla, SpaceX, this, that, and everything else. Well, no doubt. Guy is a made guy is a made man in in mafia, in mafia terms. No argument. Doesn't mean that he can't at some point break with the cartel. When he sold, how many billions of dollars worth the Tesla stock at the peak? I wrote an article the other day about Musk, and I asked this: I was like, Musk has fu money. That that's a and by the way yeah, that comes from a neil stevenson book from the 1990s fu money it comes from yeah comes right. from cryptonomicon as a matter of fact uh a book all about money and the emergence of a new cryptographically based monetary system like a bunch of hackers trying to you know you know overthrow the fed the central bank cartel but that idea musk has it he doesn't have 60 billion or three, he doesn't have a hundred billion dollars worth of Tesla stock and you know, three million dollars in the bank, which he has to borrow money against his Tesla stock in order to you know, buy a house or to do this or to do that, which is the way most of these guys live. Okay, and there are tax advantages to doing it that way, and blah blah blah. blah. But the truth of the matter is, is that for the most part, Jeff Bezos doesn't have more than four or five million dollars in the bank. I would doubt it because wow. he's not, a, he can't sell his. Amazon stock if he wants the stock to grow. Because if Bezos has to file a 10K or an 8K or whatever it is, saying, I'm going to sell a whole bunch of t- uh, Amazon stock, guess, guess who else is going to sell Amazon stock? Everybody, Pretty much everybody else.
2: Everybody else.
1: <laughs> so like, you've got to realize that massive amounts of unrealized capital gains are as much an albatross around these guys' neck as anything else. Hmm. It may, it's a vulnerability to them, OK? And then it becomes a question of whether or not they're, you know, they're going to do right by their company, which they're, you know, they have a fiduciary um, obligation in, which, by the way, opens up the legal liability from shareholders and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, look, let's not let's not think that, you know, there aren't there are predatory shareholders that own that would get together in Amazon and use their and use their proxy. Oh, I don't know, to go after Bezos if he did something that he's not supposed to do.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: You really think he's Doctor Evil, or do you really think Doctor Evil controls Jeff Bezos? Like, I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm asking you to think that through.
2: Hmm.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm not saying one way or the other. I don't know. But what you have to do is realize that the world is far more complex than you think it is. Yeah. And that these ideas that these memes aren't that aren't as simple as that. And that sometimes, and that if you distrust every freaking billionaire oligarch that's out there. Maybe you're just another NPC, just like the Occupy Wall Street crowd, even though you think you're a freedom fighter. I, I've literally said this to, to I've literally said this to people. I, I mean, I did this when I last time I was on Whitney's podcast, Whitney Webb's podcast. I literally took her through my argument about the Federal Reserve. I did this exact thing about my argument. The last time we've talked about this many times since I've been on your show. Now, I think the Federal Reserve is off the central bank cartel. Is out of the cartel and they're working against everybody else because, well, they're the most powerful member of the cartel. And yet Davos and the World Economic Forum want to destroy the individual member central banks and roll everything up to the IMF, and the BIS. Well, no. Maybe they don't want to do that. Maybe the very powerful commercial banking lobby here in the United States isn't interested in that. Maybe they're not down with the common turn. When push comes to shove, maybe they are willing to steal all your money for as long as they can benefit from it. But the minute that somebody else then turns on them in the shark tank, they turn against the other sharks in the shark tank. You, you don't think this is a rational analysis. Mm. Have you never played a, a game of diplomacy in your life? Have you never played a five? Have you never been? In a, have you never sat at a 12 handed poker table? Really? OK, like yeah. at that point, I'm just like, you're, you're not a serious analyst if you're not doing this. Yeah. And I don't mean this to be rude or dismissive or anything else. Do the work, do the hard work, and challenge challenge your own basic assumptions on a day-to-day basis. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to ever come to radically interesting conclusions. And that someday you're going to make a fatal error. Because what happens is if you don't constantly do this, you now have introduced an error into your analysis.
2: Mm hmm. mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, and now you're
1: dealing with a false premise. And then uh, that error is going to compound and compound and compound. And I have I don't know about you guys, but I have a degree in chemistry. I have 25 years doing bench and, and research and bench analysis and research. I've done error analysis, error propagation, like of the statistical kind. And I can tell you that you cannot allow for small errors to propagate and stay around because eventually they will overwhelm your your data quality and you will wind up with noise and all the work you've done Hmm. will be worthless because you're going to wind up with error bars that are bigger than your signal
0: interesting right
1: and then when you're done what do you what do you what do you you have i I got I tell you what you have you go to your you when you go to your your professor your your research professor or you go to your boss with that data they look at you and go that's nice do it again but that's six months worth of work. What are you talking about? I've got to graduate in six months. Is, I I've got. My, and they're like, no, do it again. It's the data is worthless. And but which, this is where we are. And which is with this described kind of analysis. as
0: which is described as just how the mind works. It's just a computer, and it just puts data on top of data on top of top of data. Well, I mean, the, the right? brain is a
1: difference engine, right? The da- the, the mm. brain is a difference engine and a pattern right Yeah. And exactly. its core, right? So we we look for patterns where there may not be anything, and we look for something that's discontinuous. Like we don't map our environment, hundred percent of our environment in real time all the time, right? If we did, we would go insane because we would be trying to figure out what's actually going to threaten us. So I'm looking around my office; everything looks where it's, is, is where it's supposed to be. Oh, by the way, if like somebody puts something where it wasn't supposed to be, like my daughter comes in, uses my computer and plays video games on it, and takes the 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 webcam off and sticks it, you know, and puts it somewhere where it's not supposed to be. I walk in and i'm all screwed i i noticed that immediately it's a threat to my getting my work done coming on this show for example Mm -hmm. we live in a world now where these people are forcing us into the constant analysis of noise as if it's signal
0: as if it's meaningful
1: as if it's meaningful, that what you have is a whole bunch of noise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What you're trying to do is filter out all the noise and get to just the signal. Yes, yeah, That bit of information is important. That bit of information is not. That bit of information is not. That's garbage. That's, it, that, that's important.
2: Mm.
1: That's what I do, right? Some people are better at it than others. I happen to have a talent for it.
0: But that is that is a here. critical I'm not busting my hand pat myself yeah. on the
1: back but I know at the certain a certain point that I'm better at it than many other people.
0: But that's a critical thinking skill that is just I don't know not, that it's a
1: critical thinking well, it skill is something, as much I mean you were I don't, actually no, no. I just think I just think it's the I just think it's an ability to to step back and see having previously error checked your own theses
0: and not But most
1: that you have a foundation of truth to work from, you know that you can let that go. That's not important, but that is.
0: Most humans don't do that today, Tom. God love them, because the world wouldn't be in the shape it is today if they did. I mean,
1: but 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 my point is about Elon Musk. The first reaction to so many people in this entire environment is that well, yeah, Musk is Musk is just running another grift.
0: He's a globalist. I knew we were going to talk about Elon Musk today, him. which is
1: why I talked about, yeah. talk about grifters in the yeah. newsletter, yeah. right, business beforehand.
0: But it's not like, necessarily true. He could no, do a freebie. Not. He could free easily thing. be off the reservation. Yeah, he could be. Wow.
1: He could be because he has real money. <laughs> he cashed out $40 billion worth of Tesla stock, for Christ's sake.
0: How long ago? What, he, uh, six the guy months had ago? Hundreds, yeah. Yeah. The,
1: guy, the guy created a hundred bagger in Dogecoin. Like, are you kidding? He's not sitting on real money? wow okay so think about some of these things and then ask yourself Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. maybe he's been planning this all the time Mm -hmm. maybe he saw something at some point that even he a compromised agent a made man within the within the mob looked at the situation and went that's unacceptable right what if he reached his limit Mm -hmm. and what if he also saw a way to protect tesla from government interference which is his re- and Solar City and everything else he's ever done, and some of the grifts that he has run
0: to use. Twitter, but he can protect himself Twitter from that. that, and he
1: can do both of those things at the same time by owning Twitter.
0: How how would he do that with Twitter? What how?
1: Just, just being able to control. Just just yeah, being able to bring to the light of day thing other things that would happen. But he's opening himself up to a tremendous amount of uh, of of opprobrium from the state. Like yeah, look, the day he announced he was th- he put the, he was putting the tender offer into Twitter. The SEC opened up an investigation into Tesla's autopilot program.
0: I saw that, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yesterday, he the the ink on the, the agreement wasn't dry, and Jen Psaki was out there saying we have to review Tesla's 230
0: immunity. Oh, good. What's 230 mean? To the, to,
1: the, the Section 230 immunity, which calls it a platform, not a, not a, which gives it immunity from prosecution for the content on its platform. Right? It's, but so they would have Tesla's, to do
0: it to everybody, though, if they did that.
1: Oh really? No. You think that you think that's the way this is? We got Marjorie Taylor Greene being yeah, well, dra- dragged yes. over the coals sorry. over in Georgia yeah. or using the word seventeen seventy six. Yes. Yeah, and you know, yeah. engaging in uh domestic and now in the now she's an insurrectionist and in domestic terrorism? And we've got Obama judges telling us that that that, that this lawsuit has credibility? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You this that air you think you're breathing? Like all that help like really? Like like <laughs> Maybe a little more oxygen. A little, a little less naivete like, here no, from seriously, your— Seriously. Like, yeah. I don't mean to be rude, but no, no, seriously.
0: No I, no, I understand. A little naivete from your show host here. No, I, I get it. I get
1: it. <laughs> I I hate to live in, no, I, no I to live in such a cynical world, no. but it's the reality. Yeah. It, and that, and once you, understand, but once you understand that reality, mm-hmm. you can start to really see yeah. where the very terrible people who are absolutely guilty of some of the worst crimes imaginable. I'm not sitting there telling you that, that Jerome Powell is your friend or anything. But he's my temporary ally if he screws over Christine Lagarde and the ECB and all those feckless bureaucrats who think that the EU USSR is a good idea for good model for humanity. I'm sorry, I'm going with that. <laughs> I'm willing to like invite the guy over for dinner for you know a week or two. Once he's done destroying the ECB, get out.
0: And how how, do, not how, how, how does, now
1: I go now I go back on the, now I go back on my anti Fed screen.
0: But how does Paul? How does Paul? mess with the ecb's books or
1: oh by raising interest rates and 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 Just liquidating europe has anybody been watching the euro yeah the euro is trading at a dollar six five this morning
0: dollar p- one point six
1: dollar five.
0: wow man
1: yeah it's going to parity if it if it closes this week below one oh six three four it's going to parity within a couple of weeks
0: you gotta go by to italy the and stress have some pasta, i'm seeing man. in the
1: Europe in the european in the european funding markets is crazy and the and and Lagarde is is like a deer caught in the headlines, trying to figure out what the heck to do, and she has no idea. She, she has no, no training. Idea. She has no idea. No idea. She doesn't know what she's doing. She she was a political appointee. Hmm.
0: I want to talk she's to you, a lawyer. I want to and talk to a French to you, lawyer at uh, that, which is even worse. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ruski and, and the ruble and stuff. So, if, if Russia now, I think that he's going to sell gas to Poland too. I saw that this mm-hmm. morning for, for rubies. So, does he price it? Tom go equal to like a hundred dollars a barrel with so many rubles. Is that how he's, he's going to price, he's that gonna he's price doing it? it?
1: At whatever the whatever the rate is. I, I mean, look, Gazprom has long-term supply contracts with Poland,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay, through the Amal pipeline. At this point, if um, you know Poland ponies up the the rubles, ponies up the cash and puts rubles and deposits euros into Gazprom Bank, who then goes on the foreign exchange buys rubles on the Moscow exchange, goes and gets those rubles and then sends the, and then sends Poland the bill that they have to settle up on. you need this many rubles, well, how many euros is that going to take? Oh, I'm not really sure, but you're paying the FX costs on this. You're paying the forex conversion costs. We're not anymore. Hmm. This is the important point here. By converting everything to rubles, it still means the Gazprom Bank is going to have a whole bunch of euros sitting in its uh, sitting on its, bank sh- its balance sheet, which it'll then turn right around and utilize to go buy gold or you know go flip over to the Chinese and get you know yuan and whatever they need to do. Right, right. Other people will take euros; they will spend them in some other way. Right, but demand for the ruble goes is forced up because it's now going to be have to bought, be bought on the foreign exchange markets. They and the and the Central Bank of Russia can decide how many rubles it wants to let out into the world. So now it has control over the rate at which the ruble supply um, is, uh, is managed. And it's not at the the, the, the dynamic has been completely reversed.
0: And As what model did they steal creditors. that from? They, they stole that, that from Bretton Woods. They stole that.
1: They, yeah, they stole it in the <laughs> United States. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not hard. No, that's not, not stupid. They didn't steal
1: anything. This is the way it works. Like, well, when you have the when you have the stuff that everybody needs,
0: sell it for whatever. You
1: have the ability want. to do that. Right. Well, what we did, what we did was we didn't have the we didn't have what everybody else needed uh, per se. We had a lot of things people wanted, but we didn't have the oil necessarily, yeah. or we didn't want to export the oil. We just got the Saudis to be our proxies.
0: Yeah. How did Vlad how is Vlad surviving all this time and will he survive with all of these sanctions? And and how is he paying for the war? Sanctions aren't bothering us. It's that's not bother. I mean, they're
1: bothering them some. It's you know, but the truth of the matter is there's a couple of things going on here. Hmm. Like the sanctions don't matter because we don't do a whole lot of trade with the Russians anyway, outside of outside of oil and gas. It's been that way since twenty fourteen. The the twenty fourteen sanctions that were put on after uh the reunification with Crimea um pretty much gutted European um Russian trade at any significant level it was slowly beginning to come back which is part of the reason why the United States of course wanted to you know foment a war over Ukraine in order to be able to put another sanctions package on and force the Europeans into into this again they I, I I I'm still very skeptical about about presenting any of this as Europe as a victim of American aggression I do believe that there are that there are forces within Europe who absolutely are in line with and are okay with the U.S., um, uh, British neocons pushing this wider war? Right. I absolutely believe that, and they and I believe that because they want to create um, a they they now want to burn the global economy to the ground, all of it. If they can't win, you can't have any of it. Wow, we have to go. We have to really start thinking about this in terms of. The Joker from The Dark Knight. Remember, Master Wayne, some men just want to watch the world burn. (laughs)
0: That's right. I remember that line. Yeah. It's a great line. Okay. Yeah.
1: And it was when when I stopped to really parse it this way. They're not that guy. But the Joker was motivated in that movie by a particular type of nihilism. He was having an ideological fight with Batman over the nature of humanity. Right. Batman, who still felt yeah. that there, there, was, there was some core of decency within human beings, and the Joker was trying to prove to everybody that, they, iris- that humanity is irretrievable. irretrievable. So he wasn't really just an agent of chaos. That also was a grift on the part of the Joker, right? <laughs> well, the same thing goes with Klaus Schwab and these people. They are absolutely motivated by a particular ideology and a particular ideal. Hmm. And they are and they firmly believe that they have the proper answers to how humanity is going to survive the next cycle of history. And it's driven by their own, but they have to prove to everybody, including, well, us, that the world is hell and you're members of it. And as a matter of fact, Hell is truly other people, to quote John Paul Sartre, hmm. and we're going to prove it to you by taking everything away from you and then watching you prey on each other. This is the way these people think. I, I it's very clear that that's what we're dealing with. Hmm. It's also very clear that there are people who do not believe that, but who are were perfectly happy to be grifters on this on the system while it was benefiting them. You're and I'm talking specifically right. about people like Jamie Dimon and Elon Musk and all of these massive oligarchs. Do you really think like the 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 Russian oligarchs like kordakovsky and all these other people? Like, you really think that they're this kind of of ideologically driven, you know, purity spiral just fanatics? No, they're just guys who like money <laughs> and guys who like power and guys who like hot chicks. Yep. I it's not tough. I understand. And yeah. those guys, once you take away their money, their power and their hot chicks, they get angry.
0: <laughs> you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they get kind of angry. They they start usually picking up weapons and calling guys like and calling guys with names like Guido and Vince. <laughs> and you know, That's right. You know what to do. Thanks. Have a nice day. You know, like, Ray, it's like
0: Ray Donovan, you know, right? You call her all right. You know,
1: it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, like Big Chris from Block Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Like they just turned into brick cup from Snatch. It's not that tough. Right. So uh, I see. it's like I. You know, and like and and to think that everything that's happening is some kind of double <clears throat> secret double blind right. bluff 4d chess move that everybody's so wise and brilliant and sushi. and i'm like these guys can barely play chess and they're trying to like play the the, the most sophisticated game of go huh. in the history of humanity are you kidding me no they're just telling you what they're going to do and then they just do it and they and they just say you owe us
0: you'll like this and headline we, just out on uh, zero Hedge. just pulled up the european union has put elon musk on notice warning that he faces hefty fines or even a ban if he allows free speech on twitter <laughs> so, you know.
1: well and the european and and the first thing i was talking to my partner about this last night i said huh. to, to my partner dexter white last night on the phone i'm like yeah he's like the first thing musk should do is pull twitter out of europe I'm like why do we care he says it's like yeah no if you guys want to do like, you're like, you can find, we're not going to find you. Like, if he's, he's Twitter, if he's, if he's the head of Twitter and the EU says that, it's like, look, we're not going to comply. You can do what you want, but we'll make, we'll, we've got co located servers. You guys can run whatever Twitter version of Twitter you want and we'll accommodate you. Have fun. And if that's not good enough for you because you want to censor everybody else's speech outside of the borders of the European Union. Hmm. Um, No, we have a different version of Twitter for everybody else. Twitter.eu is yours, and you can do with it what you want, and that's fine. And the minute it stops making any money, I'm going to pull Twitter completely out of Europe.
0: Was, did Twitter like, make that's any? That's what m- he should do. Yeah, he probably will. Did Twitter make any and money? I, I fully I mean, expect him to do that. Did he? Like, they're going
1: to play this game. Like the European Union always does this. They yeah. always, go, oh, if you do this, we're going to like they're going to wag our finger at you until until we stop wagging our finger at you. Hmm. Okay. And well, then threaten you with uh, with with sanctions and fines that you know they can't enforce.
0: Okay, okay. okay. we're going to let you go back to your goats, but before that, I have one final thing or so. If you sure. want to play Nostradamus, far as Tom Luongo of TomLuongo.me mm-hmm. and uh, go Guns, there's people that are arguing that uh, these folks want to somehow just back Putin all the way in and maybe even regime change or assassinate him. I mean, do you think they're smart enough to even have a goal, or what do they want to? What do they want they, with are this they, thing? What they do they believe want? That they can do this? Do they, they believe? believe they do they? Wow.
1: The problem is, is that when they realize that they, they, they truly can't. realize that they can't,
0: <laughs> they can't.
1: That's when the nukes start flying.
0: Oh jeez, man, really? They really think they can, huh?
1: When they, what are they? What have you been hearing about all week? Nukes. Putin wants to use. Well, you know, Putin uses tactical nuclear weapons. Blah 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 blah. Putin does this. Blah blah blah. blah. Right. I think it's possible. Putin could. Blah blah blah. No, that is classic they're projecting onto putin that which they are going to do this is on 101 yeah yeah and they're going to try and set up a false flag to and blame some kind of tactical nuclear strike on the russians and the russians are like no you're not and that's why they just bombed all the rail lines and the airports and everything else in the roads cutting off western ukraine from eastern ukraine you want a new iron curtain Fine. You can bring weapons into Western Ukraine. You can bring them into Kiev. We don't care. We don't want it. We've never wanted it. But everything east of the Dnieper River is going to be ours. And there's not much you can do with that.
2: Mm.
1: And we're going to take Odessa too. When, we're, when all said when By all the is way, said and done.
0: Why were there? We're just going to take Odessa too. Yeah.
1: Well, absolutely. Well, everything. All the Russian, uh, ethnically Russian. Odessa is the most ethnically Russian of all the sure. areas of Ukraine. I understand. Outside of Crimea. So, you know, they're going to take Odessa. They're just, the, 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 the political authorities in Odessa and Transnistria are just waiting for the right signal to declare independence. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for the Russians to finish grinding out what's left of the Ukrainian army in the Donbass, which they are doing with relentless shelling and relentless artillery. And they do not care. They are done putting men at risk. Now it's going to be carpet bomb the area, kill them all, move forward 100 yards, carpet bomb them all, but it's only going to be the military assets. It's not going to be the cities. You have to realize that the way the Russians have been fighting this war is maddening and frustrating. And if we think that we're going to turn this into a quagmire, I'm asking you to check your premises and ask for whom. Hmm. Because we can spend a whole lot of money we don't have trying to arm a Ukrainian army that cannot muster a counterattack. You have to have air superiority you have to be able to put all of these things in play and refine oil bring in i mean what are you going to do like the ukrainians can't refine oil they can't make diesel fuel they don't have diesel fuel to run the tractors unless all the tanks were sending over to them so if poland sending over a whole bunch of tanks you might as well throw some diesel fuel on there but the interesting part about that is where are they going to buy the diesel fuel
0: from at what point does putin say okay i'm done <laughs> What does he, he? said, "I'm done. It's been great. I'm going back home." What does he do? At what point?
1: He doesn't. Have, he's not going to. He's, he's going to take. They're. they're now. He'll, stay to he'll Taking. They're yeah. taking all of what used to be Novorossiya, which Novo. is all the way from Odessa all the way up to Kharkov, and everything east of the Dnieper River, and all the way up to the Kharkov. Their next goal is to build a. Is to build a, a defendable um, uh, um, road route from Crimea up to Kharkov. And he'll just that's stay there, install a, good,
0: install a government there, and boom. Whatever. Well,
1: that, that's, that, yeah. one of two things will happen. Either there will be a new country formed, Nova Russia. but more likely every day that this goes on and the Ukrainians refuse to surrender, what's more likely to happen is that every one of these um, uh, these provinces is going to declare independence and then hmm. do what Crimea did in 2014 which is hold a referendum to become part of the Russian Federation. And Russia is going to extend from Transnistria, the breakaway Republic of, of Moldova, all the way to Kharkov, east of, and Russia will reclaim all of the land east of the Dnieper River, period. And then the rump Ukraine will be left over, um, and Poland will get Lviv, and uh, Romania and Slovakia and Hungary will get some of their ancient lands back get some territory added, the whole area in Transcarpathia will all get divvied up amongst them based on ethnic lines and what's left of Ukraine. The Americans can, you know, if they think that they can they want to you want to protect your whatever secrets you've got there, you go right ahead. And then if then, you want to throw billions of dollars at it. You go right ahead. What Putin was is going to do is he's going to play a, an economic war of attrition against us. And then, you know, their oil and gas and coal assets and, and, and industry assets are going to rise.
0: And then the neocons and the global eye over there—they're going to keep their only option. will keep be to giving the Zelensky money or whatever they're doing. And they're going
1: and, and their only option stop. to win
0: huh. will be nukes. You think they could do that?
1: And that's what scares me more than anything else. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, fair enough. All right. I don't like to see you scared. So you know,
1: it's not a matter of—it's it's not a matter of scared. It's a matter of—it's uh, a matter of understanding what's going on. What, what's going? on. I'm not. I don't have I don't have any good I don't have any good news on that Any f- I, I think these people are cra- I think these people are crazy. I think they don't know how to give up power.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they're willing to burn the world to the ground. And um, and we have to be we have to realize that there's no depth to the depravity, and it's not, and that they chose the war, and Putin chose the time and place.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're really at that point in history. You think we're really there? I do. We are here. I we're, do. We're here. All right, kiddo. Well, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. You're always fun to talk to. Tell, yeah. Tell folks about I'm sure tell, no no, you are tell I really appreciate you coming on. I do, Tom. I know you're busy guys, so thanks when I invite you. I appreciate it. It's just yeah. really I, good talking. Tell tell folks about your your uh, your website and if they want to support you. Patreon, tell them how that
1: works. Sure, sure. As always. Um is where the blog is. It's also in the right letter. You can find a picture of my goat. You can sign up for the Patreon there. It's just Quinny is asking you to hey become a patron. Um <laughs> you can also just donate to pay by mm-hmm. via PayPal or whatever. If you don't like Patreon, there are other ways of, of becoming a patron. I have a handful of people who are not patrons to Patreon, but it's very limited how, how I will, you know, how how, how I will take your cash. Um, <laughs> but again, it's it's not really what's important here. What's important is ultimately uh that you know you keep your premises checked at all times mm-hmm. and you know be willing to entertain ideas that you really hadn't thought of. Yeah. And this is what we do. It's what my community does. We have a full community of people. I have a private Slack server for my patrons to hash ideas out. We have conversations all day long trying to figure out what's going on. Hmm. Um, I, I don't do th- I don't do this on my own anymore. Not even just myself and Dexter White. Um, it is really a community of uh, now over almost seventeen hundred people.
0: Wow, that's great,
1: which is insane. That's which great. is great. So, so good, and uh, they're really really good at what they do, and uh, they're a testament to the to the the power of, of giving a. Giving people, you know, at the very least, the unvarnished look at what you think is going on in the world. Okay. Even if it's, you know, even if it's uncomfortable mm. or
0: inconvenient. Just do it till your head hurts, and see you, Tom.
1: Or you know, do it until you run out of cigars. One of the yeah. other.
0: Oh, oh, before real quick. Were you surprised about Macron? I are you are you kind of thought no, not at all, not, not at, at, all. at all. Okay. That no, was they,
1: they, whether they, whether he won the election or not is is irrelevant. Yes. He was never going to lose the election. <laughs> he was. <laughs>
0: Thank you. He was never going to lose the election. I, you know,
1: I had my hopes. It was you know, possible yeah, that you know, they back. could have that uh, the pen could have pulled it out. But mm. the truth of the matter is, is that Here I think you. it's actually I think Martin Armstrong is probably going to be right about this, that it's actually better because they've cheated so egregiously. And he's and Macron is so unpopular that this is just going to inflame the young French and they're moving hard right. The if you go look at the polling within Within the, uh, the young uh, the, kids. the French electorate, French. it's the same thing that's happening in Greece. It's the same thing that's happening in Spain. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that's happening in Italy. Mm-hmm. Younger generations are moving hard right in a way that is going to ensure that none of these current governments and none of these current um, constitutions are going to survive
0: ah. the next 20 years. Interesting. No way. Cool. All right. Carol. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. You have to take care. Patrick with Tom Luongo, Gold Goats and Guns. And uh, I learn a lot from his uh, Patreon thing, 12 bucks a month. And even if I wouldn't read it and I don't even read all of them because, you know, I'm an Italian Scorpio, but um, uh, I, I would do it just because I, I, it's good to... We have to support these people. Because, well, we don't have to, but you, know, you want to because... They have gold goats and guns and you got to make a living. So thanks for your support. Speaking of that, thank you very much. And you do that how? You do that by um, buying the products. If you if you want them and if you had the money, the mon, hun, to buy the products that we promote, all the different things and you just go to the front page and you'll see all kinds of stuff. And we, we have uh, just a great... Uh, a great uh, collection of some of the best products ever from Sir Thrival, uh, Shen Blossom, wonderful company. Uh, it's a really kind of a real sleeper. We don't do, uh, well, it's just a great sleeper company. I got all all kinds of Shen Blossom things all over the place like a Arise. Guys, if you want to keep uh, things going uh, south of the border, this is one of the best products ever. Amazing product, Arise. And uh, then we got this guy. I just ordered in another bottle. BioAge, Bio Superfood. It's on our front page. Four, five, ten, twenty different kinds of microalgaes. And what else? We have Percium. You can take this internally and also use it to brush your teeth. Colostrum. Got my little colostrum. <clears throat> A hydrogen machine. 20% off promo code one radio arsana. Um, and don't forget oh, speaking of money, I got to put a little plug in here from my buddy Fred while we have Tom on. Fred Dashevsky no. on the first Monday of the month. That's not yeah. what I wanted. You will know. I wanted the ad and not the thing. Anyway, you can see it here. Uh, if you're interested in hedging your bets as far as inflation and money, uh, monetary expansion of the money supply. I can get it out. Uh, this fellow here can take good care of you. 800 878 2646. 800 878 2646. Fred Jacewski. He's the former partner of Andrew Goss, my good buddy, who I am continue to download and channel as I'm editing. Another version of the real world of money. Um, just keep editing. you know you just keep going until you' like, "Okay, I'm done." Uh, but we still send it out, and we want to actually want a little uh, contest with the real world of money version that I'm editing. So anyway, 800-878-2646, and he has real American gold and silver coins. real American money, not uh, bullion real American money, all of them from the mint. It doesn't do anything else but from the mint. But you can get what they call currency silver, which is pre-1965, dimes, quarters, halves, and silver dollars. And these do not have numismatic value. They just have silver value. So this is a kind of cool thing as well that you can get from Fred. He'll hook you up. 800 878 26. 800 eight two six four six. So I will see you tomorrow. We're going to have fun. We have lots to talk about. Um, I'm going to be talking about your, uh, our spiritual, emotional, personal um, goals and how to work with those to make it through planet Earth so you can keep our consciousness filled up with these goals moving forward and begin to um, not getting involved with any of the noise. Uh, we're finding out, of course, after two and a half years of this COVID phenomena, a scam uh, with no germ, that um, the noise is just increasing because uh, the people who produce the noise, which is most everybody except places like us, um, they 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 just want more sheepies because... You know, they're, they they just want more, you know, because these people are, are psychopaths and they're greedy. And so they're just going to increase the noise, not going to go away for a while. They're just going to increase the noise and uh, and uh, just try to get more of you. So be prepared. You know, this. Uh, the next thing will probably be, I'm kind of predicting, I don't know, I'm kind of predicting... Uh, they're gonna try to have this bird flu thing maybe jump to people, maybe or aliens. You know, just aliens would be fun. E.T. Phone Home. I love you all. Thank you for your support. Let me know if I can help. <laughs> Patrick, I watched that the other night. It's a great movie. If you haven't watched E.T. for a long time, it's really it's really, it's a it's a really sweet sweet movie. Uh, Patrick at one radio network.com if I can uh, help you in any way. Love you. Take care. See you tomorrow. We'll have some fun. Okay. Let me press the right button. Know the Source on One Radio Network.